Um, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Ned. Lots Ooh. of snails coming to the table. Know, They're grinding man. on us. That was my snail mating call. It worked. Look at them. Look at all the little guys. Oh, little, as yeah. long as they're not big guys. They're all. They're definitely all male snails. Yep. That's well, my mating call. I get it. Uh, my mating call calls uh, like a really disturbing amount of hawks. It's kind of cool. <laughs> hawks? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know uh, what that means. Just like hot, like the bird. Just that's your man. I will use the snails apparently, and mine attracts hawks. I don't know, man. I was trying to improvise. I'm dumb. <laughs> uh, welcome, hey you guys. Welcome, welcome, fellow travelers, to the Never Ending Adventure Podcast. My name is Russell. I'm Nettie P, and, and we is talking about slow love. Yeah, actually, a very different tone than what I was just just um, speaking in. Oh yeah, welcome. Y'all look so sexy, uh, traveler. You, yeah, I'm talking to you. The I one just listening. want a girlfriend. I just want a girlfriend. Gosh, what you, do you smell nice. What do you feel? Like, <laughs> I need, you know, some of these episodes we kick it off, and I'm like, dude, just want, I just want your gut feeling on this one, man. It is not going to be in my top ten. Okay, I, it's definitely not in mine. But it's not my bottom five. Like, I, I I, kind of just thought it was funny. I mean, it, it had funny aspects to it. I think maybe just Snorlock's personality. Snorlock's just, not great. I, yeah, it's, it's most punchable, easy. Yeah, Snorlock's probably the most punchable. Or really just, like, the way that they design snails in general and this. Like, you go from such a cute little snail guy who pops up in every episode to... The to, giant, yeah, but like, like creepy. What are you, you like, going to do? Bulges, gross flesh under like a under a shell. Yeah, a, a snail. But if they I, like, like what if you had just made the little snail bigger? You just want them to be smooth. The yeah. thing is, like, I think in theory, <laughs> with them being giant, they're just going to be the snails, it's like just, ugly looking it's snails. It's like bul- It's too bulbous. Though. Well, again, you're getting into like any any realistic looking animal up close is. Or bug is really not uh, all that. Yeah, I don't know. Are snails bugs? Jeez, oh, that's so bad. Yeah. Who knows? What are, or if, I don't know. I haven't been in seventh grade biology in a while. Golly, man. They're not bugs. <laughs> I'm old. Oh, that was sale. stupid. Oh, man. The last two episodes, this one included, I just got poo brain. Um, <laughs> that's the poo brain leftover from the eyes episode. <laughs> I know. Once we hit a really good episode, it'll I'll get out of the poo brain funk, but... Until then, I'm going to be in this little bit of poo brain yeah, funk. I mean, this one served no canonical aspects except for, I was going to say my, my my tops of the episode was one when they were like, it's lady time. I was like, that's my tops. Lady tops, time. Tops of the Second tops of the episode was um, we got to see some of the BMO sassiness, man. Ah, man, BMO's my lovely. Give, give me some sugar, baby. Bimo's the lovely. He got my gold star because he has been my lovely before. I think he's been mine too. Yeah, he definitely gets the gold star. We're, like we'll just we'll gold star and we'll uh I don't know give him a second gold star. But we've had Bimo dialogue before. We've had like funny Bimo lines, and this this has the Bimo sass. This and, is why I like the episode. It's yeah. just a good Bimo episode. It's a really well from. Bemo's go, in the beginning go, and the end. Go, 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 <laughs> go, 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 
go. He was digging it. The the slugs are making out. He's just like, go, go, go. Dude, he's he is a he's a freaking cutie, man. Um, yeah, I've got like a couple observ- observations from the top of the episode, and honestly, most of it's centered around BMO. He's adorable. Yeah, uh, and, well, I hate for all Jake. The, for all the fans out here too. I do want to say we are going to address BMO as him for a minute. I know BMO is technically gender neutral. Good point. And so there's been episodes where BMO is referred to as she and as he. So we're just going to say he right now. It's gender neutral. Please don't try and get sassy with us because we I, we well, are acknowledging it right now. We're going to acknowledge it up front. Yeah. We're a couple episodes late because I've definitely been saying he for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think I unfortunately just do the, the he. Like I assign male uh, just like as a, as a, a default. default. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which I suppose is not correct. But, but in the show, and, and to give yeah. us credit, they do it in the show and they say, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Him sometimes. And later on, I think they say she sometimes. And so it is supposed to be this kind of gender. In, in the show, addresses it very delicately too. So well, I just wanted to address it with us up front too. I mean, you know, at first I was like, Is the controller his, his dong? But honestly, no. it, it plugs into his center hole. So. I don't know what's going on with you, You got to get off the controller vibe. I just, I, it was so distracting. There it's, is right. a great episode in the future where BMO like looks like he, he's forcing a poo out when it's, he's, <laughs> he's like printing a paper. He's like printing oh, yeah. paper and it's like, <gasps> the paper's oh, like coming out of his ass. Like, that's so cute. Um, man, yeah, I was, what I was saying is I hate Jake because he hits him. Uh, and I just got to give him a bad dog because yeah, you can't be mean to BMO. Jake, like you freaking jerk, dude. Uh, and then the snail rammed into him. And then at the end, the, what is it? The snail it's like, like squirts juice on him too. Yeah. yeah. Squirts juice on, I think he enjoyed that. <laughs> he did, didn't really hesitate yeah. against uh, it. But then the girl snail's butt uh, made a dresser crush Fall him. On and him. I'm just yeah. like, Emo is getting just... The worst of it. In this the episode. worst of it in this episode. And I feel so sorry for this cute guy. Um that I just love. I I, yeah. I actually do really enjoy BMO. Man, it's going to make me so excited that like we're hyping it up now with these little BMO moments to get to our yeah. first BMO episode. The sass of him turning up the volume when... And it's... <laughs> the volume... Okay, Jake. The volume is music for your game that you're playing. Yeah. Like, if anything, you probably want it louder, right? Like, I don't understand the big complaint there. I don't know. And then my other observation from the start was uh, the OO review. Mm-hmm, which that I was like in like a newspaper. Yeah, I was like, I wonder if that's where Jake's advice column comes from, from uh, the Duke episode in mm-hmm. season one. It probably does. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember if that is was supposed to be a specific Candy Kingdom reference or not, like or like a Candy Kingdom specific newspaper. But I don't know. I probably like the Uber view. I like to think by season two, it's been a year maybe, and maybe he's uh, grown as a, mm-hmm. a publisher. Or his name's gotten out there as a writer. You know. I, Maybe he's got his own review in the or uh, his own advice column in the OO review. Yeah. Uh, in which case, good good dog, but <laughs> and, <laughs> but, know, but, but but worse dog for smacking. But bad dog. Uh, so so you didn't hate the episode. This honestly, just going back and rewatching it today, and it's just like this one does not strike the chord with me in any. I want to like if I were to be rewatching the seasons, I might skip this one over. I wouldn't blame you. I think this is filler, you know? Yeah. And I think I got, I got more deep stuff out of it. I got more like introspective stuff out of it. But for animation's sake, for storyline's sake, 
because first of all, I wanted to address that when this snail just, or slug, we should say, busts into their house. Mm -hmm. Dude, I thought it was a slug the whole time. I was, yeah. I was convinced it was a slug. Yeah, because you were like, he didn't even have doesn't a, look like a snail, a shell at all before yeah. he came in there. He busts in, starts gooing up everybody, and he's like, "It's sad, goo. I need a girlfriend." And Jake and Finn it's are like willing to help, <laughs> right? They're they're willing to help. All, like off the bat, they're willing to help. And they go up to the boat on the top of the treehouse. And they're like, dude, put our treehouse back. And he's like, you're not going to help. Like, he's totally abusing well, he's like, Finn and Jake. He's like, oh, well, I'm going to get a girlfriend first. You're going to help like, me dude, do that. The guy's, the guy's, first of all, he's like totally inconsiderate. Well, he doesn't know them. Yeah, exactly. That's very inconsiderate <laughs> if you don't know somebody. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get it. I, I get your point. I, I'm mm -hmm. not going to play devil's advocate. I think it's. Yeah, it's a jerk move. It's, and yeah, thank goodness, I mean, Finn and Jake, obviously they were in need of an adventure because they were just playing video games. Yeah, so they, they, they were they're just indeed. like, whatever, this is our adventure uh, for the day. Don't want them to get sick. You yeah. know, maybe Jake was sick last episode because he hadn't adventured in a long time. It just He just needed to send an ounce of like, give me a give me some give me juice. Yeah. Give me some juice of an adventure and so then they, I'll be back. They were gung-ho for this one. Yeah, it, they were. Yeah, they were. But um, immediately, they, they start trying to help him. We stumble on a girl snail mm -hmm. in a few lady time. Lady is lady, and that was my tops of the episode. Was is lady time? Yeah, it's that's, that's tops. great. And it was like woom, woom, woom. my tops is a lot worse. Um, I'll, I'll ask you the question: that what's worse, getting slimed or grinded on? Oh, do you mean by snails? I don't know. I just need you the answer. I mean, slimed by on by snails. I guess okay. So. Slimed on? Yeah. Oh, no, never mind. I, see, I got confused on my own question. Yeah, yeah grosser. Yeah, 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 of course. Way more gross. Uh, I was going to say, my top's just getting grinded on. What? <laughs> Russell wants some snail grass. No, not my snails. Ah, oh, dude. Gross. You're, man, you're as thirsty as everybody else is in this freaking <laughs> shit. Right, right, right. Everyone's hecka thirsty in Adventure so Time. I'm drinking a PBR. Dude, again, uh, what's PBR stand for? It stands for please be robust. Mm. Well, I mean, Pim Ward has a way of drawing snails, man. Ugh, just, I don't know if robust is how even, I would describe it, but. All right. I'm going to just drop this out here, too. Yeah. My Jake mistake of the episode. Ooh. Making bacon pancakes. Is Jake turning into a lady snail? That's a, just, ugh, just bad. This yeah. Is bad. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. It's gross. He, I mean, everything else he does in the episode in terms of like stretching into the house, stretching out of the house, he's very strategic with his stretchy powers. He's like, I just want to mate with snails. That, and then he, he and then he pretends to be a girl and Snorlock's like, I'll, I'll, I'll mate with I'll you. I'll mate with you. Oh, it's so just, I did just so Finn, many. So, Finn's grossed out by it So too. cringe. Yeah, yeah Finn's man. on your side. But then, but then Jake turns into male snail. Uh, and that's my sexy and does character. A, a little booby shake. That's my sexy character <laughs> for the episode. Is <laughs> his male Jake's, snail Jake. Jake's male snail Jake. Uh, yeah, dude, he does. Yeah, a little a dancing pex thing going on. It's it's a little like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and uh, <laughs> Terry Crews and myself. You know, like three iconic chest flexors. Yeah, in, in just, pop culture. If you just mixed a magic dog and Terry Crews yeah. and a snail, that. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, that's just it right there. Yeah, I mean, of course. I think we all know that I've got incredibly magical dancing pecs. Um, I don't. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of his deep voice, though. 
I, I kind of liked it. I kind of thought I, that was... Uh, I feel like you would like it because you can kind of do that voice hey, a little bit. pretty lady. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. No. I'm not feeling it. I don't know. <laughs> I, okay. I think just Jake yeah. should just not do snails again, just in general. It's like the... But the it's impressive consensus. his ability to do, like, just to absolutely morph into anything. And I will say, Jake had a moment where we got to see, uh, like, almost... Not the extent of his power, but we got to see something pretty incredible. Is he gets to be as big as a snail, which is huge. Yeah, uh, and he doesn't strain at all, and that was something that I thought was interesting because mm-hmm. I'm like, that is not even close to the limit of Jake's ability. He mm-hmm. he becomes massive, doesn't doesn't even stress or yeah. strain in, in any way. There's a couple of episodes that are way down the line where we do see that Jake does have a stretchy limit. There's one that is the episode with the ancient, ancient psychic tandem war elephant. He stretches himself thin, literally. And then another episode mm. that I won't spoiler drop, but he basically stretches himself to the limit. So there is a cool. limit, but it is way, way beyond the size of a, the snail. Nice. That's awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to see how strong and how capable Jake is. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly very interested in that. But man, Lady Time was interesting. We got our first female snail. And did you notice the inhale and the the adjustment she made? Oh, and yeah, she's like, she, she definitely, up. she definitely, yeah, the, just everything from, I don't know, man, just her posture is what I'm looking for. Definitely went like full on, like, all right, gotta impress this snail, you know, and of course, Snorlock just, is the worst, but her standards Go, are pretty girlfriend, low. Girlfriend, girlfriend, yeah, her standards are pretty low. She's just like, hmm, seems like a reasonable male. <laughs> seems like a reasonable. Oh, I don't know. That's I, low, know. low standards, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> low entry level standards. But she's a giant snail, so I don't really know. Uh, well, apparently they're just chilling all over the countryside because already a the freaking hundred of them that come in later. They're all in the the banging mood. <laughs> For sure. They're on the mating mood. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he comes in so strong with their girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. It's, uh, it's bad. So man. they it's teach bad. him the lesson. They're like, okay, you got to learn how to talk to girls first. Tell them they smell nice. Mm. It's not bad advice. Dude, but I think if when the, have you, I mean, well, you haven't. I've, I've told, I don't think I've that told works. girls they smell nice. You just randomly go up to someone, man, you, you smell really nice. Okay. Oh, that's if, creepy. If No, but see, here's the thing. You got to follow up. That's the thing that Jake and Finn yeah. don't do. They don't you tell know their him, perfume. But you don't they they were like, tell her she smells nice. <laughs> he obviously has ground zero not like not knowing how to talk to girls, right? Mm. So if the only thing they taught him was tell her that she smells nice, he can't get off that topic. And he's like, You smell good. You smell like cupcakes. Can I keep smelling you? And like you keep talking about that. That's what's gonna like scare the girl away. Yeah, and that was and my was, that was my tops of the episode too. Outside of Lady Time was when mm, the snail. And actually, you know what? That's my lovely. Give, give, give me some sugar, baby. What? What's the, your lovely? The the non gold star lovely, which was Bimo, was yeah. the lady snail that is voiced by the voice actress that does Bimo, and she says, oh. "Well, please don't ever talk to me again." <laughs> Man, you're you're abusing our our lovely segment. I'm not. That was we had a gold star. Lovely. You're right. I know. I'm messing with you. Well, gold. What? That's not a separate. Uh, all right. You're right. 
We already yeah. did the soundbite. Yeah, we already <laughs> did the soundbite. We'll do you double soundbite. The, the producer, the dude, another gold, one. Gold, you can't gold. We have gold. Can you star triple stamp lovelies. a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> you um, kids are you kids in your silly movies from the late nineties. <laughs> I want a gold star Bimo when Bimo is a lovely, but I want to give credit where credit's due for other characters. Okay, you know. Yeah. Well, I liked uh, the Pilgrim Snail then uh, because she's got a donk. <laughs> and so I'm, do apparently every female snail they've all got donks donkuses yeah uh, and they're not afraid to use them uh, those those boots are made for walking if you will I don't know if that even works but anyways um, I just wasn't expecting this much sexuality out of you tonight I just this episode is just so dang thirsty it's and so it's, thirsty it's not even me man I'm not I don't feel like I I I don't feel any attraction to any of these characters in this show, but uh, except for Marceline. But I gotta say, this show is thirsty, and this is a super thirsty episode. Uh, when Pendleton Ward comes on this podcast, I'm talking to him, and probably one of the first things I'm asking him is, uh, "What's up with butts, dude? What, what's up with snail butts? Snail butts are just butts in general. It's all over this spot or this show yeah. and this podcast." I'll take it though. I'll take. I think butts are funny. That's, I I would imagine that that's the response. Butts are funny. Butts are funny. Yeah, there's there's definitely. I was thinking about this a little bit actually. There's there's a level, you know, a comedy. Of course, like you're always going to go back to the like slightly raunchy, the slightly sexual, whatever. Mm. It's like it, it's like low hanging fruit. And a good with way to put Cartoon it. Network, you um, you certainly have limits to how deep you can go into that. And fart jokes and butt jokes are like pretty safe to play around in. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. I'm not really sure, but I get it. And, you know, maybe after I take a moment and just uh, count my money from this advertisement we're about to have, we can, uh, we'll re reassess. <laughs> we'll reassess. I think we'll go into just some more details on what we learned from this episode because I think that there's some good lessons on lady talking and giving advice to friends that we could just pull out of this episode for sure. Other well, than other than beatboxing apparently is a snail mating call. Like, I don't know. Sounds like, like I'm about to learn something because I don't know if I learned anything you about this episode. Learn, you about to get learnt, son. Gonna learn today. Uh, Alright, see you on a minute. Well, hi, all you guys. I'm Sal from the Bubblegum Lab Co. I'm here today to talk to you about a very important new discovery. Salt. It's good for a lot of stuff. It's good for seasoning your food. It's good for slug murdering. It's good for healing cuts in your mouth, burning your eyes at the beach, being a part of your sweat, and blocking out that nasty old bad luck snail from entering into your ears. You guys got to try it. Salt is an incredibly complicated and rare mineral found only on dining room tables of the ever-disappearing middle class. And as they say, ain't no salt on my banana, ain't that right? I'll tell you what, folks, I'll tell you that. That's right, for a limited time only, we will send you a salt and pepper shaker shaped like sexy snail butts to add that sweet grinding flavor to all of your favorite foods. Buy it today from the Bubblegum Lab Co. for only four schmeckles an ounce. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. 
Hey. I just gave Russell hell because he was talking over was, every intro back into I the podcast. I was joking, and I don't have headphones, so I can't even hear it. Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> it. It's a bummer. Nobody tell them we're working on a budget. Uh, <laughs> we are working on a budget. Man, we're at like a... It's, it feels like a kitchen table that maybe you grew up in or was in your childhood <laughs> home, you know, like when your parents had their starter home. Yeah. It definitely, that's kind of the vibe that we're, we got. We're for on our, our starter home podcast setup. In the studio, surrounded by musical instruments. It's actually, you know, I'm not even going to complain about it because mm-hmm. it is way better than that first episode in your in your yeah. guest bedroom. Our first episode, if you want to go back to episode one and check sound quality, we were not in a studio and it sounded like garbage. Not only that, but like, I think we're, man, we've had so many downloads of that first one. I'm like, we're so much better now. Yeah, like, we are. We're dude. so much better now. Go to the the six. Just skip to the six. Start with the most recent and work or your way that. back. You yeah, know? if you got to. But uh, <laughs> welcome back, fellow travelers. Um, as as we said last episode, we are going to address our first fan mail. Uh, mm-hmm. But we wanted to wait till we get through this episode, and then we'll we'll address it at the end. Yeah, stick around um, for that. Stick around for the outro. If you haven't yeah. stuck around for the outro, normally we do have a either fun or song sing songy or just an outro. Usually, in this one, we are going to talk a, uh, do a quick outro and address Amp's email. Yeah, and I think it's going to save us from another bad improv. So. I'm excited about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, we've done a lot of those, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all might have just heard one that uh, was co-written by uh, yours truly and Ned. Yeah, DJ Neddy P semi-improved ads are the the best. I th- I still think if you want to go back to one of the, I think it's episode four, my favorite was the Manish Man ad. The Manish Man ad was Manish, good. Man, Manish Man's mustache wax was probably one of my favorite ads. Yeah, there's a couple of them that I feel attached to but yeah. anyways i think we need to move on and get back yeah. into the the nitty-gritty of this the nitty wonderful gritty. slug episode oh man so the nitty-gritty like we discussed at the beginning not my favorite episode not my favorite artistic takes not my favorite color schemes it was just a lot of greens and yellows just not my favorite across the board but yeah i i did dig deep and because we do talk about you know a lot of our personal experiences and life lessons and lessons about love that this one was a big one when it comes to lady talking and relationships and you can't get past that you know so really what what i realized out of this is like when i went through the second time and snorlock has that moment where this girl ends up coming in like he just approaches her and she's like you seem like a reasonable person and a reasonable male. A reasonable male. <laughs> and she goes, I like movies. I like old movies. And he just has this like freeze up moment and he goes, girlfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think this was maybe some of me in college. Mm. Not that I couldn't talk to girls, but every time that I, I had this, you know, early college. I just felt like I was in this moment where if, as soon as you met a, a chill girl or a cool girl, I'd be like, girlfriend, is she a girlfriend material? It's, oh my gosh, oh my God. Like, do, what, what, what do I do? Do I ask her to go hang out at the dining hall? Do I do? And I would just like overthink this. And so I never would freeze up like him. But I realized that that was so much grounded in my insecurities and my desperateness for like wanting a relationship. And it was such like a, it was such a major flaw and it was such a handicap of my own. Yeah. You know, it's, and so I saw myself, like, a lot of myself in Snorlock. And uh, even, we, we didn't even get to address the part where he had the swords and he started beatboxing. 
which was actually kind of a dope beat. It's if actually we're being a sick honest. beat. Yeah, it's I'm a pretty sick beat. But I, but I agree with what you're saying, man. Like I, I feel like, and almost, I saw the different point too. But when you're first meeting someone, when you're single and you're first meeting someone for the first time, and uh, I feel like there's something about before you actually know the person or like if you just meet a girl or someone of the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever that you find intriguing and you're just like, Oh, they're pretty, you know, but then even like, and it's not to say that they're not as pretty as you initially thought, but I've noticed that like that first meeting, that first interaction, mm -hmm. like it's really easy to go, man, they are awesome. Yeah. You know? And then, and like so little context, maybe they left a great first impression or, or whatever it is. And then the next time you see them, it's almost like, oh, well, I don't have those like romance goggles on and I'm seeing this person and like, they're just not my type or something like that. You know, it's yeah. a lot easier the second time. Like, like I, I guess I can see why I've never experienced it that I know, but I, I guess I can see why love at first sight is a thing because that first time you see someone, sometimes like you're seeing their best self, whether it's like at some sort of a function where they're like dressed like real nice and they're looking good you know, you're looking good, you're feeling confident, you've had a couple of drinks and you're just like, man, that person is sick. I got to talk to that person and get to know them. Uh, and then the next time you see them, like it's not like they're not cool or they're, they're not pretty still, but there's definitely like a little bit of a, oh, hold on a second. You know, like that was like the a in the moment thing or whatever. Uh, but and maybe he's just feeling nervous. He's like, girlfriend, like he just doesn't yeah, know. He freezes up. Well, it's, it's the fact know. that when you meet a person and you you should be meeting them for the sake of getting to know them you should be being like that seems like a person i'm attracted to but like let me not think girlfriend 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 or boyfriend 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 yeah, so if you see someone start. that you're interested in is kind of the concept it's not just yeah like, okay and and to go into it and you, you have that mindset and you're insecure like that's like you end up being a snorlock like even if you can talk to them, even if you can get words out like just like I saw so many of my buddies do it too. Like they like yeah. would would take a total stranger on a date night and it was super awkward because they were thinking, is this gonna be my girlfriend? What do I do? Do I hold your hand? <laughs> I, and you look like an idiot. And like my my lesson, and this goes into lessons that we can do a full segment at the end of the show. It goes into like you've got to meet people with the confidence of just being yourself. And that helped me a ton. That's how I met my wife. You know, I was attracted to her at the start and I went into it going, I just want to get to know this person. She seems really cool. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to pull the Snorlock and be like, this is girlfriend. It's a girlfriend material. I'm going to freak out. But it's hard that, not to do that sometimes. It's so hard, but yeah. that is so rooted in a person's self-confidence to yeah. be like, Santa, be yourself, man. And, and that was my point around the swords and the beatboxing is that Snorlock adapted the beatboxing and the swords from Finn and Jake, right? Yeah. That was, that was their things that they do to attract ladies. That wasn't, that wasn't Snorlock, you know? So he he took this... Uh, yeah, he didn't even know who he was, though. Yeah, he I didn't mean, know, for what it's he worth, was, he had no clue. He thought it was a freaking snail. He thought it was a snail. <laughs> the the treehouse wasn't his. The swords weren't his. The beatboxing wasn't his. And... It wasn't, he didn't find true love until he was honest with himself, found his self-confidence and his self-realization, and then that led him to true love. And I was like, okay, that's my huge overarching lesson. It was like, 
Ooh, like I mean, the freaking, freaking oh, like yeah, freaking <laughs> poetry snaps on that, man. <laughs> no, that's dude. That was good. That was actually you really brought up some good points on an episode where I was just like, I don't know, they're all thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> they're all just thirsty. But it's snails. cool. Like he literally figures out who he is, and by the time that he figures out what he wants to be and who he wants to be. That's when the love, girl kind of came yeah, on its love own. Falls in organically. your lap when you like come true to who you are. Focus on yourself. Focus or on whatever. yourself. Self realize. And I'm I'm a big person that's all about self reflection, introspection, and like getting yourself in a good state before going out and finding love. You know. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think I've always ended up in relationships when I finally gave up on looking for relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a weird concept, but that's just kind of how it's always happened for me. I've, I feel like I've heard so many of those stories though. When somebody says like, yeah, they, they give up and then you're like, no, you're not truly giving up. Like, and then when they go, okay, I'm really, really gonna actually like focus on my, my career or myself or my like, you know, fitness or whatever. And then that's typically when not to say, love only finds its way to you when you're focused on yourself, but like get your shit together, you know? And I think, I think the real lesson is you know, don't be a Snorlock and don't just get after every single thing that comes your way. Cause that is, that was, I mean, all the snails, man, all the snails are thirsty. I don't know. I'm back to where I was before. I yeah, think they all, they thirsty. all do come and grind on him as soon as he throws out a mating call, you know? Man, if it worked like that. <laughs> <laughs> you freaking perv. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you know, my tops was uh, <laughs> being grinded. On. Yes, your tops was uh, snail orgy grind party over no, here. No, no, no. It was <laughs> human. No, I'm just kidding. Broadway. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I lesson don't is don't go to Broadway in Nashville. This podcast is making me silly. I hope no one who's a future employer ever looks at this. <laughs> Um, this is going on my resume. Or my parents. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is going on my resume. Or if I ever have kids. <laughs> and make sure they don't watch Adventure Time for this podcast. 18 and old. We're, we're, we're marking these ex- episodes as explicit. I don't guys. know, man. I, it's all just... I feel like, Ned, you had such a good point. But uh, I don't know. I just feel like I need the comedy. And so I, of course... It's hard not to be comedic with these episodes. Be- yeah. and, and dude, let's just let's take that. Let's back up and... and talk about adventure time in general and man they can bring up so many real life concepts but put them so lightheartedly that they're easy to digest you know yeah definitely yeah it's like they take they take a single lesson and then they build a story kind of like on the a parallel to it you know yeah, it's exactly. like it's not a story for that specific lesson but it's a, a story based around the idea of that lesson yeah um which i think is definitely something that keeps me one in the watch like i I mean, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was funny. Like, I actually laughed. And there are not a lot of Adventure Time episodes where I, like, had a... An uh, out loud loud chuckle. An LOL. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But I, on this episode, really did have a couple of them where I was like, okay, that's that's good. You know, that's that's good comedy. And, And so this episode, even though it wasn't the coolest thing ever, it wasn't like any sort of like crazy canon, like we didn't, you know, I don't know. It was almost filler. It it was just fun. I just, I don't know. I enjoyed this episode a whole lot more than the last one. And BMO is probably the reason why. Yeah. A, a beginning BMO, ending BMO, BMO being go, happy. Go, go, 
go. <laughs> They're making out, and Vimo's like, go, 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 why go. Did, why did they have to make out so close to our treehouse? <laughs> He's like, I don't know, man. Just don't bother them. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, oh, I don't know. Finn and, I mean, Finn and Jake are freaking champs through this episode. Let's be real. They they help this yeah. guy. destroys their house. Like, massively destroys their house. They have to go rebuild the whole treehouse. And even at the end of the episode, they're just not really like peeved at him. You know, this is an episode where I'm like, no, nah, our character alignment of Finn was a little bit more accurate. Yeah. You know, but like the last episode, I was like, I don't know. I'm yeah. not so sure. Also, I just want to say Snorlack, the worst name for a slug. Oh, it's Snorlock. Snorlock. Yeah. Lock. Lock. Oh, geez. Snorlock. Snorlock is a cool name. I just, it doesn't fit. If I was going to, it doesn't name, fit a slug. If I was going to name that slug, uh, I would name him. I'd name him like Oof. Oof. Bloof. I don't um, know. Something more sluggish. Snorlock does sound like somebody Tim. that should be guarding a dungeon. Yeah, it does. Like some yeah. sort of a, a gremlin or a, a goblin or something. Yeah. I'm going to name him Tim. Tim the slug. Tim the slug. Um, But, anyways, man. This, man, that's all I got. I mean, that you guys got my main lesson. My My main lesson out of that one was all wrapped up in, you know, man, introspection. Get get your shit together, and like if you're on the hunt for love, like don't go into those. Like you know, I I can tell you from personal experience, man. As soon as you let go and become confident in yourself, and then go, I'm just gonna be myself around human beings, and whoever likes that, like that's that's freaking wife material. That's freaking husband material for you guys out there. I think there's gonna be. And, oh oh oh! I was gonna say my my pun for this episode. Oh. Be you don't have to have a pun. Be comfortable in your own shell. There you go, Nod. Ah, I see what I did there. <laughs> be comfortable in your own shell. Look at I that. think there's going to be a whole lot of baby slugs in a minute here. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's, know. That's kind of my thought for this episode. Slum, slum, um, slug reproduction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, dude. Just all the, the touch and butts that happened. Um, I think, man... I have a couple of things I just remembered. I got oh, a couple on. of things listed Come on, out. baby. Hit me with uh, it. How they impress the ladies. And and we talked a little bit. Finn's doing the sword. Oh, this would be fast. And then beatboxing. Uh, number one, dance. I mm. think dance impresses the ladies. Uh, number two, mating calls. So if this is this is my lesson. This is my advice. All right. So what's your, uh, what's your, mating, my, what's your mating call? My mating call? Uh, I don't know. I can't do. <laughs> I can't even beatbox. Um, I don't have a mating call. Uh, dancing. I have a weird dance. It's my mating <laughs> call. Uh, swords. Swords. Number three. Uh, have a, a great wingman or dog. Uh, and a giant protective, this number five, a giant protective shell around yourself and your personal feelings uh, because you've been hurt before and you never want to have that happen again. You think that's another lesson is like once you shed your shell and become oh. your true self without a shell? For protection is when you find true love. Man, we I'm digging know, all deep was, for the the metaphors here, man. I'm I was all about goofy. the metaphors. I was just saying. <laughs> I just want to, I love metaphors, dog. You're trying to go deep, but I'm trying to go talking about a <laughs> personal personal sh- shell around yourself and your feelings. And yeah. You've been hurt before, uh, and you're never going to let a female touch your butt again. But um, I don't know. Anyways, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. It's all good. It's you all guys, about, you missed You missed one. The other one's touching butts, right? Touching butts. <laughs> well, I talked about touching butts. Um, <laughs> y'all, 
this was fun. I enjoyed this conversation. I got to say, I'm feeling a little, little chaotic today. And <laughs> it's, I, it's all good. So we need a little bit of anarchy in this podcast. I feel yeah. Like. Well, an episode like this needs something, you know? And so I felt like we needed to bring a little bit of like goofy all over the place energy. Uh, and we definitely did. We didn't even talk about how the freaking salt just wrecked a, a yeah, grain of salt. <laughs> we didn't talk Snorlock. about that. We just didn't now. Uh, Dude, salt is powerful. Is there another metaphor? Salt with is powerful. Take things with a, with a grain of salt. Um, even the smallest grain of salt can make you look ugly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, y'all, you know, I don't know. If you, for some reason, enjoyed this episode. <laughs> go, if you, for some reason, enjoyed this episode. <laughs> thank you so much for following me. us. Oh, what? Well, all right. Explicit. Uh, thank you so much for following us and reviewing us. And please do. Like, seriously, it helps so much. Uh, get that algorithm flowing. Um, <laughs> Instagram, you can check us out at Neverending Adventure Podcast. TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast. Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. And email us, just like what we're about to talk about, at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. I've been Russell. And the person across from me has been DJ Nettie P. His name is Ned. And the guy in the other room, his name is not Cowboy. DJ Cowboy Hat. DJ Cowboy Hat. I was going to say Cowboy Bebop because I'm super excited for Cowboy Bebop. It is actually Michael Hitchcock. He's the man. He's the man. Yeah, man. And our stuff was designed by Ali.hcreates. And. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Love that you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening. We really appreciate the listens, and uh, we really wanted to address some of our first feedback on the show, and we love this. Um, it was brought to us by AMP. Uh, we wanted to address their their uh, couple of the notes on some of our, some of our episodes that we've had recently. Heck yeah. Um, the first one that uh, they brought up was that um, BMO is kind of the gender neutral. We I can't believe I addressed that in the beginning of this episode. That's so wild. Before reading, and AMP, I really did address that before reading your email. And I was super pumped. I was like, oh my gosh, Like I, I did want to address that uh, they do use multiple pronouns for BMO in the show. And that, uh, I, I don't know, it is a huge part of the show that Bimo's yeah. a robot. The Bimo doesn't have a gender. Um, and I think that's awesome. And we quite literally have talked about Ned's trying to get me to get a Bimo tattoo. Mm -hmm. Like, if there was another tattoo that Ned got, if you mentioned it might be Bimo. Yeah, it'll, it'll, we'll, 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 I'll get you on that Bimo tattoo train for Gosh, sure. Gosh, dude, I don't even have a tattoo. I don't know if I'm, we'll see. We'll the see. second thing that they brought up, um, and I love this, it was in regards to some of my statements when we were talking about his hero, the episode with Billy. Um, I was and, not on that one. And yeah, this was the one that I did with my wife. Um, my wife. Go back to episode. Oh. Oh, my wife. That's our first time we did that. <laughs> it's been 37 episodes. <laughs> I was we, waiting. First Borat reference. I my did wife. not mean to do that. <laughs> I, I, dude, I literally have, I've been wondering. I think I told Allie about this. I was like, who's going to say it first? Who's going to do the my, my wife? wife? The my wife first. Oh, but if you haven't, right. if you haven't listened, man, go back to episode 25. <laughs> And listen to listen to our episode about Billy. And here's what Amp says. Ned, you really give Billy a hard time for his nihilism and the fact that he himself isn't helping the community. But I don't see that as him being hypocritical. I see it as a show that he has truly lost 
with a void in his chest, I see a broken man so upset by the world that he doesn't even know how to help anyone anymore. Thus, he hides himself away. He suggests community service to the boys more as a guess, showing that he doesn't even know how to help anymore. And that's why he's so conflicted. He doesn't even know how to help. It's worded anymore. so well. Yeah. And I, I was like, that was oh, what man. I was thinking too. I was like, I don't know, man. And I don't I know. It, it could bring up some of maybe we expect the worst in people, or maybe we swing towards um, one side of one opinion or one side of one uh, emotional action, you know, as our first guess. But I was like, yeah. man, Amp over here really hit the hammer on the head that it is, it's not as much nihilism as it is a, a potential sign of depression and, and yeah, kind of uh, I think it and it can all it can all kind of reflect off of each other. You know, I, I do feel like depression and, and nihilism and uncertainty and and feeling burnt out on what you're doing or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think all that can flow together, uh, unfortunately, well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I like the way it's worded there. Yeah. Certainly. And Amp, thanks for bringing that up because I think that we all, I mean, I, I have felt it in myself multiple times in the last month of the, the burnout and the, I, I self implode because I don't know what there is to do that I can help. And yeah, I just end up sitting there. So it's I mean, like, super is your, in, is I, I your head that. gonna blow up or is your gut gonna blow up? Are they gonna blow up at the same time? Wait, that was last episode. Yeah, well. <laughs> But regardless, that I mean, great, great thoughts, and like I think that it's gonna it's gonna send us thinking more about Billy for sure. Even when Billy comes up again, in no doubt. Episodes. And then there was a little bit about uh, governments, right? Well, there's a little bit about Billy's greatest feat was he fought a bear. Oh, he did fight a bear. He fought the bear. Dang, I am so <laughs> bummed that I wasn't on that episode. Oh man, you missed a good one. Billy's great. We're gonna have more <laughs> Billy so episodes. Cool. Don't worry. Billy is so sick. Um, but Amp did want to address in the gut grinder episode where Finn and Jake go and you know they go to all the villages. Which that I, they, they are didn't not like it very much. I remember. No, I'm I'm still not a gut grinder fan. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's not that great. But they they weren't specifically kingdoms. They were villages, which makes sense. There's there's villages, there's dukes, there's self-governing systems. But there's, there's a reason they point that out, right? It's, it's because it's like the first self... Well, I guess, I don't know. It's Yeah, they, it was more of an elected official Yeah, elected model, official, yeah. That they do have a governing structure outside of it's pretty princesses. Cool. That's pretty cool. Pretty interesting. Um, Is it, it, we just don't know if it's in the land of... Of ooh. I guess it's like it's, unspecified yeah, of the, where the, that location is. The world is. is ooh at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, the world is all ooh at this point. So gotcha. There and that's kind of it's good to look at. The Candy Kingdom is obviously a very pretty finite area, right? Mm -hmm. That there's all these other areas, and they all have different governing structures. So it is good to bring up the fact that there doesn't have to be a king or a princess or a queen. That we do see these villages operating in pretty what looks like self-sustaining societies that are all, you know, operating on elected officials. Democracy. I mean... In democratic societies. Shoot, dude, that's that's interesting. That's fascinating that, you know, a smaller village would have that, whereas, like, the larger kingdoms... I guess, though, it, maybe it makes sense if you go through uh, some sort of an apocalyptic event, the first thing that's going to pop up are going to be kind of monarchies and that sort of a thing. People are going to go oh, crap, I can take advantage of this and I have this resource or whatever and I can rule this area. Mm -hmm. So, Well, I mean, it brings up a big Adventure Time concept in general that a lot of the kingdoms you can kind of see, especially with the Candy Kingdom at the center, that Princess Bubblegum is creating the Candy people. She, It's not like a, a 
society of people that came together and they were like, we need to function as one. It's like bubblegum create. And I'm not going to do spoilers because yeah. there's a lot of actually some some future episodes about how the Candy Kingdom came about. And I'm sure we'll find bubblegum's people as well or whatever at some point, I would mm-hmm. imagine. To some degree, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, that's a good that's a good theoretical there. But we'll see. again, we wanted this outro to be a little bit longer and really shout out to our first fan appreciation, keeping us in check. So exciting, y'all. Giving us feedback and just making us think more. I love it. Yeah, this was this was awesome. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, uh, and we them, can't wait for more to come. Amp, keep them coming. We love it. We love it. Call us out. Call us out. <laughs> Do it. Shred, so I mean, shred you know, us to pieces. I, I like, yeah, I like the like the deeper thoughts. I think that's my favorite part of that. Certainly is is the like diving deeper into Billy and all that. And you know, when I say call us out, I don't necessarily mean no. Like, I mean, correct I mean, us. You mean to say that? Like, also, we're 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 analyzing this show as totally. just two people, but we've got. Open I don't minds, know what I'm doing. You know, yeah, we've I have got, no clue. <laughs> I, I don't know where I am. I right show now. up. I show up. I show up. I'm in. I'm in Ned's basement. You know. I'm just. I, I have a henchman for some reason. It doesn't. None of it makes any sense. Sometimes Again. I do voices. <laughs> Sometimes I do voices. <laughs> I do baby face. I'm baby face. <laughs> and right. I'm saying goodbye. And I'll see y'all next week. See you next week.